Hey guys, welcome back to the Kind of an Expert podcast, the only podcast where the guest picks the topic of every episode. My name is Corey Tyndall and I'm your host as always. And this week I have one of my good buddies, a New York City comedian, Matt Bowman on to talk about the English Premier League. Uh, the Premier League's coming back in a couple of weeks. So we wanted to talk about all things Premier League. And this is really uh, unlike the NFL draft podcast, this is really a catch up. So if you've, ever, if you've ever been curious about European soccer, uh, the English Premier League, and all of the different leagues that might be going on, this is how you can get started and really get into the sport. Um, you can follow him at Batmoman on Instagram and Twitter. Come see him at the Grizzly Pair just about every single night. Go listen to his podcast called uh, Youth Groups everywhere that you get a podcast and follow me at Corey T comedy on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram and come see me, uh, and Matt and Keanu and other podcast guests at Greenwich village comedy club every single Monday at seven 30. And also, um, check my Instagram for shows at three monkeys. I've been doing a lot of those. Those are really good ones, um, with comics from the seller on them. So go check them out and enjoy the episode. editing portion of this is really just it's kind of convenient for like a a saturday morning just rip yeah. just rip through it coffee get it yep. out of the way because i don't know like have you ever been up against it with your podcast where you're like this has to go out in 45 minutes i'm just gonna throw this together yep. and send it yep Ugh, and it's just like brutal. oh there's a i know for sure there's like six times where sam audibly smacks her lips really loud and i want to go in and be like nope but i'm like fuck it i do not have time there it is uh, deal with it do you have guests on your podcast we've had one it okay. was charlie way like six months ago charlie, charlie dawson i don't think i know him oh he uh let's see he do you know leland long the, that name rings a bell. Yeah, yeah, he hangs out with Leland Long, like Adam Christopher, Mia Faith Hammond, Got, a lot yes. of Creek people. Okay, he was yep. a big yep. Creek guy. Um, we, me, him, and Leland became like really good friends over the quarantine. So like, he comes over to my apartment every Saturday, and we play um, Catan with some other comedians. <laughs> nice, which is great. <laughs> yeah, I actually it's have amazing. a copy. I've never played it. I own it, and I've never played it. That's Someone funny. Gave it to me. We talked about we so on our podcast we have like a section at the end where we cover like one topic like mm -hmm. kind of in depth for like 25 30 minutes and today was board games so yeah. we talked about <laughs> i talked about Catan for like 25 30 minutes today which oh, was great. great it's such a fun game <clears throat> i am a fan of board games but um that's not the topic of of today of course not podcast so i like we we kind of um started talking because of f1 yeah so when i asked you to be on this i was like oh yeah he'll probably he'll probably talk about f1 yeah um but you were like now nah, let's do premier league and i Hell was like yeah. oh shit okay i didn't know we had that in common too so i i want to level set where i'm at with the premier league okay my brother is very much into it okay so I am like secondarily kind of into it. Sure. It is it is the thing that I will put on while I'm editing a podcast oh, and great. like look up when the announcers start to get <gasps> excited. Yeah. Type of mm -hmm. yeah. It's like baseball. It's like right. all right, look up for the hit, now look down for forty five seconds. Look right. up for the hit, look down. Right. So I know like the basics. Okay. 
I don't know like tactics. Okay. I don't know, and I don't know the history of the Premier League either. So cool. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what you had planned to talk about. You said you were going to do research. I did. I, I don't will. know what you found, <laughs> but let's. They're still playing soccer over there. They, That's, they, they I found that still out. are. Um, so I guess the. I think the thing to start with, because I think people get confused with soccer. Sure. Is the di- all the different leagues that yeah. go on? So like the Euro League just happened. Yes. So to level set all of that, there are what four or five different leagues that all go on at the exact same time if we're including the olympics <laughs> oh yes okay so we're talking about the, those are two different competitions so yes. every country has a national team a national league a national an, team yes so like there's the u.s men's national team yep. that like tim howard used to play for landon donovan yep england has a national team italy has a national team all of these teams have countries have national teams so every four years there's a World Cup. Every four years there's uh, a Euro, which is what just yep. happened. So with those teams, you play for that country when you're born there, or right. you have citizenship. Right. So if you're English but you play for a club in Germany, you still play for England's national team. Yes. Type of a deal. Now, under so that's the like international level. Yes top top tier like that is what most people care about in the world yes when it comes to like i mean that's why the i mean world cup is huge it's right arguably even the the euros are getting oh the euro is the second biggest tournament outside of the world cup right because predominantly the best teams in the world are in europe now you've got argentina you've got brazil right japan is pretty good for the uh in asia um, there's some African teams that are really good, but generally like France, England, Germany, Portugal, Belgium, those are yeah. all of the big boys that you play. didn't even name the one that just won. Oh, Italy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm but still, that's how good they are. I'm still every, so sad. Every team that you, <laughs> that you just named is really good. Yeah. And it's so to your point, you're sad about it. Or are you a oh, big a England huge, fan? I was so rooting for England. <laughs> I'm so like outside. I, of, I was too, but. Yeah, and you can't say that around the grizzly pair. All those Irish guys—they—they hated England. Really? Oh, I, I mean, they're not gonna like buck up and you know. No, oh, I mean all of the shit that British yeah, that the Brits right. have done to the Irish back in the day—they <laughs> don't that that runs it's deep. Like, all right, the I mean, IRA is was has yeah. been gone for a while. Can we <laughs> to be, like to be clear? The guys there are not violent <laughs> towards English people, but they were not. There was no love lost when England lost on penalties. Um, <laughs> it was yes. also just a brutal game to watch. Oh, I, I, I was, I, was um, terrible, terrible. I hate it when teams score early and turtle, and then That's just just the worst. Yep, yeah, it was no good. Um, I mean, I, I can get into that in a second. Just tactically, what they did wrong yeah. in that game, but that's beside the point. Um, so that's like the international level, and then beneath that, every country has its own domestic league. So yes. what they call club football. So there's a, a common phrase is like for club and country. Right. So like your club, but then also your national team. So, and then with this is the more that I think about it, it's like, yeah, I get why people are like, this is somewhat inaccessible. Um, <laughs> so within each country, there is a ser- there's a pyramid of essentially like quality. Yes. So in England, there's the Premier League. Yep. And then beneath the Premier League, there are three other professional divisions of football or and soccer. They all suck. 
And they all suck. <laughs> but damn it, are they so fun to watch. Uh, they're all better it, than every United States yes, team. Yes. But, <laughs> but once you go down further, it's just like, this is just a couple of dudes that yeah. are just running around. It's a church league. It's so fun, dude. It's so fun to watch that shit. Well, that's isn't there a tournament, and this is kind of a tangent, there is a tournament in British soccer where like the Premier League teams will play like a fourth tier team. 100%. Yeah, there's a couple and, like that. There was, I think, is so. I'm a I'm a Tottenham fan as much as I uh, as much as I watch. If I'm gonna watch, I'm watching Tottenham. Come on, they, you Spurs! Exactly, and they um, they had to play some team in like literally the backyard of some oh yeah church. Oh, it's hilarious! And it was tied at halftime, and everyone was losing their shit because yeah. they were like, "Really, you're being paid hundreds of millions yes. of dollars a year?" Yeah, there's a little there's a fucking McDonald's in the background. <laughs> exactly. It's like somebody's taking a smoke break, and it's like the Spurs are here. Yeah, that's crazy. Lady on the stoop going, "Who are these people?" Yeah, <laughs> smoking a cigarette. Yeah, so that's really cool. Um, so that that's either the FA Cup or they yes. have what's called the League Cup, which is another just domestic trophy. Oh, those um, are different. Yeah. So there's, oh, they have several okay. different I thought, competitions. I thought they were the same whenever I heard of those two. Yeah. So, I mean, they're they're effectively the same. The FA Cup does mean more yeah. um, than the League Cup, but even nowadays the FA Cup has started to not mean as much um, simply because there's been such a high priority placed on the Premier League and then, like, the mm. Champions League and other things like that. Yes. So so we've got the, the world teams. Yes. That's World Cup, Olympics, Euros, which is just the yep. European countries, yep. but that's most of the good ones. Or like you see, like the Gold Cup that the USA is p- currently yeah, playing in. That's North America. Yeah, Concacaf, any of that. Right. Those are all divisions of FIFA. Yes, and Copa America is part of FIFA. Yes, Copa. Okay. So the Copa America was essentially the Euros for South America. Right, and that's what that was the other thing that was going on at the same yes. time as the Euros. That I and think Messi won that, seen. which was huge for him because he's never won a trophy with Argentina. Correct. Um, so we've got yeah, so we've got world stage, and then we've got continental stage. Yep, and then we've got country stage. Yeah, but then. I think where it gets the most confusing is like the Champions League. Oh yeah, and uh, UEFA. Yeah, or no, not new. What's what's the one under the Champions League? Uh, the Europa League. Europa is what I meant. And to now say. there's right. another one. Did you know that? Uh, Not to further complicate things. It's I thought like, there was one that they tried to do, but then they all backed out. Oh, that's a, oh god! Out. I wrote that. That was one thing I did. Re- that was okay. the that was the Super League. But well, we so can... let's let's yeah the super the Super League was but so for the listeners the Champions League and Europa are the world stages for the club teams. Yes. So in Europe. In oh, it's only Europe. only Europe. Okay. Yes. Um, probably best. Yes. Again, <laughs> not that other countries are not good at soccer or right. I'm going. By the, the way, club, the clubs are not very good correct, at soccer. Correct. Yeah. And by the way, I their will best be players play in Europe. Oh yeah, especially. I mean, like if there are, there are plenty of Premier League players like Aubameyang or um, Mane that are like very good African players. Yeah. But they're like one of two dudes or the only really good guy like right Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is from Gabon and he's the only Gabonese player who's like worth it 
anything right. on the international stage. And the U.S. Stage. has that problem, too. Yeah. I mean, there's... Uh, who's the kid who plays for Chelsea? Oh, Christian Pulisic. Christian Pulisic. The prince that was promised. He is the single one, like, American that's got any shot at being, like, you know, top 50 in the world. He's Yeah, he's doing incredibly well. He is doing well, but he's also, like, you know... Um, the whole point of that to say is that there is, like subsets of the world and uh club things where it can get kind of muddled and confusing and all of a sudden you turn the tv on it's like what trophy are they right. playing for? who is right. this like where, they're from england they're from Germany. Yeah, how are yeah, they yeah, hanging yeah. out right um, exactly doesn't make any sense so yeah so each country has its own domestic league so in england it's the premier league yep France, it's Ligue 1 or Ligue 1, whatever. Okay. And then Spain is La Liga. Yep. So Spain has Barcelona, Real Madrid, those teams. Yep. That's, Germ- that's where Messi plays. I'm yes, Barcelona, he plays for Barcelona. Real Madrid mm-hmm. uh, used to have Ronaldo. Yes. And now he, he plays. He Juventus. Yes, which is in Italy. Yes. Um, so the big five countries domestic league wise are England, France, uh, Spain, Germany, and Italy. And Germany's the uh, Bundesliga. Bundesliga. The Bundesliga. Yep. And Italy is Serie A. Yep. Um, so, every year, the top teams from those div- from those leagues and then other smaller countries around Europe, because there's like Ajax in Belgium or yep. Denmark. There's smaller teams that make it in. Um, but for the sake of argument, say that four teams from all of those divisions come together and play in essentially, like you said, like yeah. a World Cup for club teams. Right. Every year. Right. Yes. So, like, you know, um, a German a German player who's playing for a English soccer team could have to face a German soccer team yes. in this league, which... I actually went to a Premier League game. I saw Spurs play CSKA Moscow. Champions um, League game. Yes. Champ- okay. Sorry, Champions League game. No, you're good. Um, at Wembley. Oh, that's great. Um, it was, but it was too early in the group stage. Oh, and I think so it was, it was so kind obvious of, yeah. that Tottenham was going to beat the shit out of them mm-hmm. that it was like half full. And I was like, man, I would have rather seen a Premier League Oh, uh, yeah. Match, but still, to, but... See, to see a match at Wembley would be Oh, yeah. Awesome. Was, don't get me wrong. It was fun. But it was a little bit confusing of like all right who is this team yeah. like what's going on here yeah and so that's right. an example of like like i said the top the big leagues are those five but then moscow like right. there's some russian teams that'll get in or like random ukrainian teams or yep. things like that yep. and then they play in a group stage and then they go it gets to a tournament style yep. for, or a knockout stage from there um, yes so i think all of that to say we you wanted to focus on the english Premier League, yeah. which, which is to not me, the same as the Euros or the World Cup or the Olympics or something correct. going on. And and if I know what you're about to say, I think it's also the best league. It's as well. the best league in the world, <laughs> and it's not even close. The so so let's get into that. So I have always heard that it's the best league because it is the most well rounded yeah. between the the. 20 teams mm-hmm. and we could get into relegation later but mm-hmm. every even the teams at the bottom have a shot at beating the teams at the top where nobody's beating Real Madrid in La Liga nobody's beating Barcelona in La Liga it's really just a, a four-team race right every year very rarely do you get like a Villarreal or a small Spanish team beating Barcelona. It might happen once a year, maybe every, maybe a couple of times every couple years, whatever. But in the Prem, 
as I will call it. Um, I'm very hip. Um, uh-huh. They have, I mean, they have what they call the big six, which are like, it's an unofficial title, but like you got Manchester United, Manchester City, Arsenal, Tottenham, um, Liverpool, and who, an Arsenal. You kind of have to include Leicester City in there now, dude, too. You, you're, <laughs> dude, wrote it down. Wrote it down. I mean, we we can get into how amazing the Leicester City thing is oh a little gosh. bit later, but yeah. sorry, go on. I, no, so I, yeah, you have... It's almost a top seven. It is definitely a top six. Yes. Uh, yeah, Liverpool, Man United, Man City, Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham. Yeah, and that's the traditional big six, um, especially in the Premier League era of, like, there's been a massive injection of money um, and all of those funds which we can get into yes in yes a yes yeah um this is good this is dude we're hitting all the points we that got i wrote it. down we we're got crushing it. it we did not rehearse this <laughs> we, um it's great uh but then even beneath that there are just the premier league has often also been regarded as the most physical league in the world so sometimes they'll say that like a player coming from specifically like Spanish or Italian or even South American where there's a lot not that they're not tough but mm. there is more of an emphasis on flair or like flopping extravagance or yeah being a bitch <laughs> um which I just rolling around homie don't play that being a pussy yes in soccer or in the NBA looking at you LeBron um, it's all right but they're uh so it's a very physical league. So even teams that aren't in that that big six or that top six are very physical. So like a yeah. Burnley or like a well used to be Stoke City, but they got relegated. Um, so there are even there are just teams that are hard to play against. Yeah. Even for some of these top teams. Yeah. And so it is not unheard of for like a smaller team like Southampton or somebody to, I mean, they're not going to consistently win all the time, but they'll pick off one or two of them throughout the season. And that's a regular occurrence. Yeah. Well, let's get into Lester on that point because the way the big six operate and tell me where I'm wrong, they have the most money by far. It's not like the NFL where there's a salary cap. It's like baseball where you can spend as much as you want. So they did, they have implemented um, FFP, which is financial fair play which is something that that Manchester City have gotten in trouble for, and then they gave him a slap on the wrist, and then they got it. That's a whole, I don't want to get too into the weeds. Essentially, I believe the legislation basically laid it out that you cannot be spending more money than you're making was essentially kind of what it was. Interesting. So you would essentially have, like, and that's one of the things that has made Manchester City so good recently, or a lot of other teams is that there's been this massive influx of not just like television network dollars that's kind of spread around amongst the leagues, but you have like specifically like Saudi oil princes or like royal families from the Middle East buying Premier League teams and then just injecting millions and billions of dollars into them and then just rising, making them the best team in the world, which is exactly what happened with Manchester City. Yeah. Um, which is one thing reason I really despise Manchester City. Yeah, but. not not a fan, and it sucks that Harry Kane's probably going to end up there too. But it's going to be a bummer. Um, so out of those top six, they don't have that injection of money from the Saudis, sure, essentially, or or other people in general. Which is why Leicester City, the Foxes, are so unbelievable. I'm trying to think of a comparison in a 
United States sport, and really the only one that I could think of that's even close is the the Oakland Athletics, mm-hmm. which they made the movie Moneyball out of. Sure. Except the Foxes won. Yeah. And it's a lot harder to win the Premier League oh. than it is to win a couple playoff games in a row. Yeah. And so this is a team with little money, but they're tough. They play a shitload of defense, and they win 1-0 every fucking game. Oh, yeah. They don't score, but the other team scores less. So to put this in perspective, Leicester City won the Premier League, which, again, the hardest but also the best league in the world. They won it, I believe, in the 2015-16 season. Starting the season, they had a 5,000-to-1 chance to win yeah so that means if you bet five dollars and they won you would win fifty thousand dollars to check my is that correct i believe that math is right no one to five thousand five thousand to one if you bet a hundred right if you bet a hundred i think you would win uh fifty thousand there we go that's what i'm talking about incredible long shot they won the premier league title which would and they had just recently the year before like almost been relegated yeah. So they were so expected to be relegated. Re- relegation um, is the bottom three teams in the league have to go down a step on the pyramid yes. and become the best teams in the second league. Which is the difference between American and European sports, or really right. the difference between American sports and any other thing. There's there's only one in all of American sports. There's only one league in every particular sport that is professional. Like you might be on a double A ball club, but you're not like. You're right. yes, but you know what I'm saying. You're like, not in the show. You're not right. in. Yeah, you're not on. You're not in the major leagues. So it would it would essentially be like if the worst three baseball teams went down a rank, and then the best three in AAA, let's say the Toledo Mudheads, yep. came, came up, up into the MLB, and Every they would have a year. year to not be in the bottom three. Yeah. Um, in America, it's a little bit different because the the stadiums are so there's such a big difference yes. um, in it would, the it ability would be, to make more money that it just wouldn't it wouldn't really work. I don't think. I would but. say like a bet. Uh, I would say a better example would be like if so. This so last year, if Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State, yeah, got promoted to the NFL, and the Cincinnati Bengals and the who I can't remember who did shitty last year, but uh, those yeah. three got taken down and now they play in the big 10 and the sec like <laughs> oh they would destroy oh they them. absolutely I mean, would but I it's based on how the system is yeah football's tough i think yeah. baseball's a little easier to like you know you're going from someone who is hitting 245 to someone who's hitting 235 so sure. they have a shot but sure. um so lesser city was not supposed to be good what do you, what happened did they get a new coach did Jamie Vardy show up? Jamie I thought he'd been there forever. Vardy party, He's baby. having a party. He's the best. He <laughs> was, I mean, yeah, it was a team of people. So, again, 5,001 odds. I liken it to, like, if an NBA D-League team won the finals. Like, if the yeah. Dallas Mavericks D-League team won the NBA finals. Yeah. That would be, I think it's the greatest upset in the history of any sports anywhere. It's hard to argue with. It's Man, I yeah, I would I would put it up against anything. So they got a new coach, Claudio Ranieri, who was like this Italian guy, not young, like in his sixties. Mm. Um, and then they just had performances out the ass from everybody. <laughs> Jamie Vardy went on a streak of scoring a goal. He scored a goal in ten straight matches, which equaled a Premier League record. Yeah, like that's, that's nuts. impressive. 
You had Riyad Mahrez down the wing, who was nobody saw him coming. He now plays for Manchester City. Like, he's incredible. You had um, N'Golo Conte in the midfield, just holding holding the, holding the it down and spraying the ball all over the place. You had Wes Morgan and Robert Huth at the back. Like, they played so incredibly well. But the biggest, you just, they played because they had Vardy, who was just so fast. Yep. You'd think that after a while people would catch on, but they just would just lob it up to him, yeah. and he would just run in behind, and he would score. And like you said, they would win one nil because <laughs> they would like score. High school. <laughs> and then they could, then they just like hang out. They're like, all right, we're cool. Park we're, the bus. Yeah, park the bus. We'll hit you on the counter attack. Yeah, they. It was one of the most impressive things ever because every I would I mean I watch it all the time. Every post match, be like Lester can't keep this up. I mean, yeah. eventually, okay, you guys had your time in the so okay, that's fine. No, they just kept showing up. They kept showing up. Yeah. And it was honestly one of the most inspiring things like ever in sports. And now they haven't won again since 15, right. 16. But they've consistently been in the top four. Yeah. You know, well, they've been, they are pissing off Arsenal, who keeps missing out oh, on the Arsenal, Europa Arsenal League. And Arsenal is like... They still make some of the most money because they're a London team. For sure. There are four London teams. Arsenal, uh, Tottenham, Chelsea, and... Uh, I mean, there's a bunch of London well, teams. Well, sure. The big Of the big six. Isn't there four? four? Arsenal, Chelsea, Spurs. Um, I mean, West Ham is oh, you're London. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crystal Palace, but they're like on the outskirts of London. Yeah. I mean, there are so many teams in London. Um, okay. So the... The point is, like, this this team didn't even have, like, they didn't have the fan base. They didn't have the money. They were projected they to be just, relegated. Yeah, and now the they are the taking season. those big teams that are in London, that are yeah. in Manchester, and just kicking them out of their spot. Yeah. Which is why the Super League was attempted to be created. Yes. Right? Yes. So the Super League, which is a whole other can of worms, essentially the best clubs across the across Europe, like the big six in Britain and then like Bayern Munich, um, Real Madrid, Barcelona, the big clubs essentially wanted to form their own league that they could not be relegated from. Right. And they would only play each other like all the time, basically. And it was essentially a blatant, disgusting money grab. Like, that they they weren't even hiding it anymore. No. Why would they? No. They and, had already talked with Amazon about the, like, the TV rights. Oh, absolutely, dude. Like, and so it would also, luckily it fell through and it was amazing how, like, the fan bases across every, every country, every team, even fans of the teams that were proposing it were like, fuck this. This yeah. is stupid. We hate this. Um, yeah. I, I want to push back on that, though, because okay. you said luckily it didn't happen. Oh, I, I would be, it would be why, devastated. Why would you have been, as an American, Sure. you didn't grow up in England. Sure. I don't know how long you've been. I don't even know who your team is. Manchester United. Okay. Um, Come on, you devil. Well, that explains the Man City hate. Oh, I hate um, it. Well, everyone hates you. Yeah, so that's fine. The, uh, <laughs> but so your team would have been in it. Yep. As an American, yeah. you would have been able to watch... 20 of the best games from the best teams in the best league every year. Uh-huh. It would have been catered to us. Uh-huh. And you're saying, luckily, it didn't happen. And now you have to watch Man Man uh, United play 
you know, West Ham or Stoke City when they come back. Right. Um, how is that? How is that better for you? And I, I'm, I'm doing. I'm asking this as a broader question. Sure. Because I, I think you could get into the answer of the actual fans as well for why it sucks for them. But on the surface, my thought is like, well, that would be those would be great games. I would tune into those games. Sure. And I think that's what they thought the reaction would be from most people. Okay. Um, But I, severe mis like one of the biggest miscalculations (laughs) of all time. I mean, it was crazy. There were like literal riots in Britain um, about it. Um, I think that for me, part of what makes it fun is going to those small little shitty places and like i mean because anybody can get hyped up for a big game like yeah can but can you as even as a player like the season isn't necessarily won when you play the big like the season is won on the road at a shitty club yeah all the time because there's no play there's no playoffs like right. the season is the playoff the different basically. leagues are kind of the, the quote-unquote yes. playoff but in to win the premier league it's it's different than every other american sport in that 38 games happen and that's it yep whoever's at the top just won yeah if like, you've seen ted lasso <laughs> you know all about i, need to, the, I yeah, need to start that one their explanation of relegation <laughs> or regulation or however he says or whatever it's very funny <laughs> I don't know. I'm a visual learner. He's, yeah. God, that's such a funny character. Um, <laughs> I love Jason Sudeikis. But he, so when it comes to that, I am always, it would, it would have destroyed. And I mean, they potentially have it down the pipeline would have destroyed the lower level and the lower levels of soccer around and all of those different domestic leagues because of the way that like the financial rights to all of the games and like there is like some sort of wealth sharing within the premier league yeah between the big clubs and based on the like the pyramid system of it the i mean like you said i mean a lot of people tune in to watch manchester united manchester city chelsea if all of those are all over here, who's going to buy the package to watch, like you said, West Ham, right. all of these tiny clubs? And at the end of the day, these clubs are supported by the fans. Football is about the fans of all of these different clubs and their network that they have around the world. And they may, would basically make it virtually impossible for those smaller clubs to play in the highest division because the way that it's set up at least in england right now is theoretically if you are financially shrewd Mm -hmm. buy the right players get the right manager spend your money the right way you will be rewarded and can work your way up through the divisions all the way to the premier league and you're in the premier league there's only 20 teams that are in the premier league right it's such a big deal to be there and you get to play on a weekly basis with some of the best clubs and best teams in the world and that means so much to those little teams. Like, yeah. it's such a big deal, especially when they win. Like, it's it, it blows my mind how much it matters to these people. Um, so, like, for me, it might not have been, like, oh, man, this really sucks. Um, but 
overall, I think it is the right decision to not have one of those things. I mean, I, I fear that college football is moving in that direction. So I was actually going to bring up college football, but I'm, I'm interested to hear what the argument on the other side of creating this super league is. Um, and I'll give you some time by just saying my first initial thought was that the overall level of play will go up because more people will start to get into soccer, especially in the United States. Mm-hmm. Like I've always, I've always felt that LeBron could have been the best player in any sport that sure. he played. Sure. Um, but the United States best, best athletes don't grow up playing soccer. They, sure. they grow up sure. playing football or basketball Correct. or baseball. Um, so in the long run, wouldn't it be better to have a more popular league that really is worldwide popular? And and really, the other thing that I heard was they were really trying to shut down the Champions League. Um, yeah. Which, which apparently everyone hates. I, I don't know why I, or how, but uh, apparently the teams really hate the Champions League. And uh, FIFA and UEFA are pretty corrupt. Um <sighs> So that that's part of it. Not to say that the the teams owned by the Saudis aren't corrupt, yeah. but um, if I if they, if they come to assassinate me, right, uh, we'll know why. I mean, but the uh, they could. <laughs> so I don't know. I guess what what is the the argument besides it's going to make a lot of money for this actually improving soccer as a whole, or isn't there one? What's the pro? Sure, for them. I mean, the very, not even the very cynical. I think the cynical view, but I also think it's the true view, is that they, I mean, I think that the, at the bot, at the end of the day, those owners care about making, they care more about making more money for themselves and their shareholders than they do care about, like, putting what the fans want on the pitch. Um, and I think they thought that the fans of those clubs would, get behind them on that Mm -hmm. and they just didn't um wouldn't it lead to more money for the players because the tv contracts would be more would be higher potentially Um, i mean i think that and maybe even i don't understand this but like i mean soccer is often referred to as like the world's sport right i mean everybody no matter where you go somebody's kicking a soccer ball right um and with that like the premier league is the top league and then the Champions League is, like, the top thing from there. Mm-hmm. And I guess if you want to rework how the Champions League works, I guess there might be, like, the argument, like, they there's too many games, there's too much, too many fixtures, they need to re-figure out how the finance financials work, and I'm not privy to, like, right. the exact language of that. Let's break out the books. Let's yeah, get into let's the financials. It. Hey, uh, Stevens, <laughs> can we get in here? Yeah. Guy comes in, he's fucking... Yeah. He's, got a pe- he's got two pencils in his ears. Absolutely. He's got a calculator. Fucking nerd. Get One out of here. One of those big things. Yeah. No, but... <laughs> yeah, I think it would be... I also think that it might be too much of a good thing, weirdly. Interesting. Like, and maybe this is me just, like... I don't like change at all. Socialist. Yeah. No, I'm. I don't. I don't know if I am. Um, I definitely. That's another episode. Go listen to yeah. the socialism episode of this podcast. We talked about socialism. Uh, I have a friend in England actually. Oh, who, really? Um, is actually working for the socialist party over there. Oh, so that's great. I I met her 
couple of years ago. So oh, I that's got really her, fun. Convinced her to to come on. It's it was interesting. It wasn't. It definitely wasn't a comedy episode. Wasn't hilarious. Um, yeah. No. 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 She takes socialism very seriously, as, as most they... socialists yeah. <laughs> socialists do. Yeah. Um, nobody. <laughs> nobody's just like. I mean, I'm either. I'm. It's whatever. The I mean, funniest people. Karl Marx. Karl Marx. Yeah. Great sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh dude. my god. Yeah. Dude, have you been to that communist comedy club? It's hilarious. Oh my god. Dude, state sponsored comedy is the best. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, oh my god. A North Korean comic, I would pay to see a comedy show in North Korea. Oh boy, I don't even know. You talk about like cancel culture giving comedians too many guidelines. <laughs> like, oh my god, they're literally re- they're reading a script. Yeah, like yeah. this is yeah, yeah, yeah. These are not their words. Kim this... Jong Un wrote the the jokes yeah. himself. Right. Uh, there's one set in the whole country. That's Every it. comedian does one set. It's the 50s. Everybody's just sharing jokes. Honestly, if he's gonna give me a bunch of money, I'll go do it. Yeah. Fuck it. All right, dude. I I need the money right now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Please. Kim John, if you're uh, listening to me, hey, of course he is. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's every everybody. week. Yeah, every week. <laughs> Google's uh, biggest consumer, just keyword searches all day. Anyway, we're getting we're going down another. Where did I go? Path. Where were we? Um, oh, so you were. Yeah, I am not this. I might just be against change in general, but yeah, I think that it was so clear that the biggest clubs just wanted to and that's a problem just in sports in general that there's a lot of time that just like the rich get richer and the that was yes. one thing that i wrote down was that like in the premier league era there's been such an injection of money that it even right now without the creation of a super league some of the smaller clubs are struggling to be competitive because right. the bigger clubs just have so much money yeah um and that's for a myriad of reasons. Well, but. not not even just that. The smaller countries are having trouble keeping up yeah. with La Liga and Bundesliga yeah. and uh, the Premier League because they don't have that money either. So it's sure. the small clubs in England, and then it's the medium clubs in Belgium. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the Russian teams uh, can't keep up Which either. Which effectively, they were saying, piss off, we don't care. Yeah. Like, you will not... Comp-. And they were also sheltering themselves because in this new Champions League, they created it so that the founding members could never be relegated. Right. So they, they were... always had a guaranteed spot. They were trying to make it so they could always make... They were trying... They were looking for guaranteed money. Yeah. Which, from a strictly business perspective, I can understand. Yeah. Like, you're trying to reduce the amount of liability that you have. All right. I can understand that. Yeah. But when it comes to this type of business, which is ultimately for the fans, you can't... That can't be your only motivating factor. Well, this is the downside of that new rule where you can't spend more than you make yeah because the issue is that when the team makes the champions league and as we said there's a big six kind of a big seven in the premier league but only four of them can make the champions league and that check when you make the champions league is unbelievable and that was the reason that they they wanted to do it because suddenly arsenal who has not performed well which that was why it was so funny like well, the audacity that <laughs> Arsenal had to be like, we're in here. It's like fucking win something other than the FA Cup well, in the past ten years. They make more money, yeah, because they've they've, and so the issue is when they are building their roster with the assumption of getting Champions League money, mm-hmm. and they don't get that money. Yeah, suddenly they're penalized it's for it. It's huge, and so it's it's the 
the rule on the surface makes sense, but then it you could argue that that rule is what caused these teams to kind of freak out and go, we need guaranteed money because we're running in the red every year that we don't win. I, I, I do find it hard to cry over some of the I'm richest not sad clubs about in Arsenal. the world. Never be sad about no, Arsenal. No, but, but I think that something else that like, I mean, you want to talk about like a, a big bump is like that's why it's even so important to get into the Premier League. Yes. Like for some of those smaller clubs. Yeah. And because it is because it is so valuable to get there. Like the so, ESPN contracts, the NBC contracts, the Sky Sports contracts, yep. the whatever else they've got well, going they call, on. Well, they call so the again, we established that there are no playoffs. The only caveat to that is is so the division beneath the Premier League is called the English Championship, mm. which is somewhat confusing cuz that the is championship little, yeah. is the whole season, and it's the league, yes, but whatever. I didn't make the rules. So every season... <laughs> they just wanted to feel important. Yeah, they're dra- Yeah, there's yeah. like, we're the champion. We champ- matter, too. <laughs> we're the champion. Sure you are. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so they, they did that. So every year, the top two teams in that division get promoted automatically, no matter what. The top two yes. teams get promoted. Then the four teams below that play in a playoff for the last spot. for the last spot i didn't know that yeah oh it, it, why you, is that not televised you it, i don't care who those players it's are on I don't ES, watch that. it's on espn really espn right. plus or es whatever beautiful screw you nbc you should yeah. have been showing me that it is you want to talk about the spiciest games <laughs> ever they're biting ears dude off because so going so, at each other when they get to the playoff final and they play it at Wembley. It is often like it's the biggest game for any of these clubs. It is the they call it the like the richest game in the world because the winner of that game it's effectively like a hundred and fifty million dollars. <laughs> they win to Jesus. get into the Premier League. Yeah, it is such a big deal. Wow. And oh, dude, it is so chippy and so spicy. I'm sure. I love it. I gotta, yeah, I gotta tune check into those that. out, man. My the brother ch- has failed me by telling me by not letting me in on the significance of this game that I was oh, missing. It, oh, it's huge. I mean, there was a couple years ago, like where it went to penalties, and there was oh. like there was a video that I saw afterwards. How many old men do you think had heart attacks? That was that was the premise <laughs> of the thing. It wasn't old dudes, but it was like they had like two super fans. Uh, for each club, I think it was Huddersfield. I can't remember who they were playing, but um, they each they attached heart rate monitors to each of them, and just like when like the pen, like, it was just spiking, and then when it went like when they missed, it was just, that is amazing. And then when uh, it was so fun, dude, I love it. The just the the um another thing that I wrote down was just like how much it means to all of these people to. Well, one, just football in general, soccer in general over there is so big. But then just each club has such ravenous supporters. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like, I mean, people, don't get me wrong. Americans love their sports. Love, love your basketball, love your football, all of that. But it does feel more businessy in America, whereas, like, especially at the lower level, there a lot of clubs are owned by the fans, or the fans are, like, at right. least – not maybe not majority but they own some portion of the team um and there's no you don't move like manchester united next season isn't gonna be in swansea or liverpool like there's no browns from baltimore to cleveland or oakland raiders to la whatever there's none of that 
So like you really people do really have such a strong attachment to their teams and it means so much to them and it's such an ingrained part of the culture that I think that's another thing that would have not maybe necessarily gone away but would have been negatively impacted by the creation of a super league. Yeah. I guess I'm I'm and I have a much more I think American view on sports and maybe this is why I'm uh able to play devil's advocate sure. for the Super League but at some point there are teams that are just making so much more money like your your point earlier about you know even without the Super League Man City's got so much money right I now I mean so I mean that, so does Manchester United don't get right, me wrong right and and it's you know six or seven teams that are able to compete at some point mm-hmm. you get to where La Liga is and it's just like why are these teams even in the same league mm-hmm. it's it's eventually there has to if the difference in monetary value and skill and competitiveness gets so great yeah you kind of have to you kind of have to break off and really that's happening in college football right now yeah um with potentially oklahoma and texas who are two of the biggest teams moving to the sec which is the biggest conference that is going to severely negatively impact the big 12 it's going to severely negatively impact uh the other big 12 teams for sure but at what point does it just become in the premier league a a separate thing because the the people that really care about their teams they're still going to have their teams right they just won't be on international television they'll be more local yeah which is that bad like i watched a lot of the detroit tigers play and like they're mostly on fox sports detroit sure and it's like I don't care if they're on ESPN. I'm going to watch them local or I'm going to watch them national. When they play the Yankees, I'll come see them. But right. like, I guess know, I would it, like it to... doesn't impact me that that the the games are local. Yeah, I guess if you break it down like that, I I think I guess it would be interesting to see the financials of. So like, let's take the Big Twelve for example. You get rid of, I mean, predominantly a football conference. I mean, actually, yeah, almost. Oh, well, they're not good at basketball. Other, well, other than yeah, <laughs> other than they're very good at baseball. Other than Kansas, they're not even yeah. good at basketball. Right. Um. So foot, yeah, football conference. You take out the two biggest names yep. from the conference, also like traditional founding blue blood members of yep. the conference, and you remove them. How much money? are those smaller schools i mean so like the big 12 can shop around itself like hey we're the big 12 we've got x y and z texas oklahoma oh they would probably would you like to pay money to own the rights to the big 12 yes we would because of these two teams so now that those teams are gone who's bidding on a who's bidding to watch tcu play baylor you know what i mean so like i feel like again i don't know the specifics but i feel like that would definitely negatively impact the amount of money that those schools can even generate from those television contracts, which right. are so lucrative. That yes, that is true. Um, the so what would most likely happen because the big tw- the Big Twelve is actually only I think eight teams right now. Yeah. If those two left, the other six teams would go somewhere else. So probably Kansas and Iowa State would go mm-hmm. to the Big Ten. Right. And they would be roped into the Big Ten's money. Well, Kansas and Iowa State, if they're added to the Big Ten, that's a bigger TV contract than what they had in the Big 12. So they're actually going to make more money leaving the Big 12. And then the other teams, the other four teams would also either join the Pac-12 or the AAC. Right. And they would have different deals and they might not make as much money. But eventually you got to draw the line, right? Like 
should they have ever created Division One college sports versus Division sure. Two? Because if it was all one big league with like a thousand universities, it would help out the little guy. But eventually, you got to draw a line somewhere. So right. where that line is drawn, and and the European community said that line is not at the Super League. Right. We, they defiantly were saying, yes, the Super League is not it, right. Chief. That is Good not luck. the answer. Try again. Yes. Um. But somewhere you gotta you gotta draw the line, which is I'm not I'm not pissed off about the college thing, but also I'm a Big Ten fan, and what's most likely gonna happen is the Big Ten will absorb the Pac-12, and it'll be two 25 team leagues. Which I um, think that's gonna get crazy. I mean, it'd be, but at the end of the year when it's you know Ohio State against Alabama, and they really did put were the two best teams sure. in the championship, like that's a big game. It's oh, not yeah. it's not six different conferences all like, well, I don't know, Oklahoma doesn't play defense, but here they are in the championship yeah. because they somehow got in. So there's there is a there is a benefit. I do 100% see your side though. Yeah. Because the smaller teams it does it's fun to watch your shitty team go to a go play against a big team and then have a shot because those sure. those upsets that's I mean, you, that's the best thing in sports. I mean, look, I mean, look at all of those not look at all the non conference games at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Like if we're talking about co- right. college Michigan football. State playing against Northeastern. There's fucking there's yeah. no reason at all that Ohio State should be playing OU like Ohio or University Appalachian State yeah. beating Michigan, exactly. which is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's oh Second. my god, dude, one Second. of the best one of the best things ever. But again, <clears throat> how much like. Appalachian State loves that. They want yeah. that. I mean, because yeah. worst case scenario, they go, they play a nationally televised game, they get a big check, and yep. they're like, hey, we're playing against really good players. Let's see how good we are. Well, the the fun part about the Appalachian State win, and this is exactly your argument, is that after that win, they were able to recruit yeah. so much better, and now they are the best team in that lower league. I still know they <laughs> exist. Yeah. Did not know any but that that was a school <laughs> beforehand. So the other side is that, do I care if Swansea City yeah. exists? <laughs> like, why do I need the knowledge of Swansea right. City in my brain? Right. As an American, Right, it's not a big deal. You right. know, it's just like, you know... I, should the cares or should the Brits care about fucking the Toledo Mudhens? Probably not. No. Um, so I, 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 I think we're on two different sides of it, but I fully understand what you're saying, and I do want to bring it back into uh, the Premier League because the 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 last thing that I wanted to get into, and then we could talk F1 for a couple minutes sure. at the end because I absolutely I am interested uh, what your take on what's going on there is, but. The whole transfer market in the Premier League and European, the European league, and I don't mean like this person's going here and this person's going there, but it's so different from everything American oh, in yeah. that these teams are literally paying each other yep. to take contracts. Yep. So, like, to get Harry Kane, mm-hmm. if Man City wants to do that, it's gonna they're going to have to pay... Harry Kane like three hundred million, yeah, and then they're gonna have to pay Tottenham like four hundred million on top of that just yeah. to like get. And those numbers are totally made up and probably way too high. But the uh, the fact that like it's not like a United States team where it's like, well, now nah, we gave him a couple draft picks and right. like you know he came over for a third rounder. Isn't that a good deal? Right. Like, um. So I I guess 
if you could provide more color on that, why is it that way? Because it really confuses me that like you know someone could just buy up Messi. Yes, I mean it. De- Theoretically, yeah, Messi might be a bad example. Sure, um, but yeah, it is. There's definitely a weird distinction of there's two things. There's the biggest thing you'll see is when somebody Manchester United just recently bought Rafael Varane from uh, Real Madrid, a defender, which love the signing. Um, <laughs> you'll see Rafael Varane goes to Manchester United for forty one million dollars. Rafael Varane receives none of that money. Yeah, forty one million dollars went from Manchester United to Real Madrid, and then, like you said, on top of that, they have to pay then sign a contract with him that is pays him a weekly wage of two hundred fifty thousand dollars or whatever it is. Um, Why that is set up that way, I actually don't know. Weirdly, I kind of like it. It's kind of it's 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 interesting. but it is also very unfortunate because sometimes things will fall through because one of those two things can't be figured out. So that's that's what I was going to ask is what power does the player have to stop any of that stuff? Yeah, that is not... We don't talk about that. Yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> Home, we don't play that. Um, so... <laughs> So I would appreciate not asking those questions in the church. Um, we don't have the answers for that and things we don't understand. Yeah. No, we'll um, get back to you. We'll yeah. at a later date. I'll, I'll only pray on that. Yeah. No, yeah, it doesn't happen very often. Honestly, the reverse happens is like a player will like almost like force a transfer. Mm. Very rarely does it happen where a player is like, oh, I never wanted to go to Spurs, but they sent me there right. type of a thing. Um, Which happens in the United States all the time. Oh, yeah. People Uh, get very salty, and then they threaten to retire, and it turns into a whole thing. Right. uh, Or or even even more so, I think, with with the draft. Yeah. Because you have no control over who picks you. Right. Um, You got to be pretty good to throw your weight around in the draft. To not. Yeah. Eli Manning did. Yeah. To say, I'm not example of I'm not going to San Diego. And then San Diego was like. Bet. I guess we got to trade this pick, yeah. <laughs> and they got they ended up getting Philip Rivers, which honestly probably a better pick. Sure. But the uh, so it really is just you know, hey, we're gonna we're gonna comp your team, yes, and then we're gonna do this over here. Does it slow down the trade market? Like, would there be a lot more trades if that wasn't how that went? If it was just um, like it is in the states, where you basically like agree to trade up. A- it's almost like a player swap type of deal, or which does happen, oh, I, not as much anymore. Yeah, but. I just mean like, there's no free agency period. There, in, I mean, there's a transfer. The you can only transfer players I mean during like certain contracts. amounts of time. Like how often do players' contracts run out, and then they're just on the open market. Um, sometimes, but not very often. Okay, because of the fact that teams are going to be financially compensated for getting rid of these players. That's actually what just happened with Rafael Varane. That's why United got him, mm. was that he was going into the last year of his contract, had kind of made it known that he did not want, he's not going to sign again. Yep. So Real Madrid now faces the idea of like, okay, well, we want to keep this guy, right. but he's not going to stay with us long term. His contract is up next season. So in a year, we could lose him for free. Right. Or we could sell him now at a slightly at a slightly discounted price. Right. So, so we uh, still get okay. money. 
So it's really not too much different than the United States, except instead of draft picks and players, it's just straight it's up straight cash dollars, baby. Okay, and there and that at a certain point you're not like the money that is the transfer fee has nothing to do with the actual yeah. player. The player then right. signs a contract. Right, right, right. I mean, the biggest thing that the fee does is that it puts a lot of pressure on the player. So, like, if you are, like, the world, like, record transfer fee of yeah. 100 whatever million and then you don't deliver, that's a big problem. Yeah. That's no good. Right. I mean, it's the same way of, like, guys that sign big contracts. Fucking yeah. Isaiah Thomas or, like, right. fu- like guys that will sign a big deal and then not do anything. Yeah. Ultimately, it hurts them in the long run. So, it's not like no player is ever like, all right, I signed this big contract. Time to phone it in. But Sure. But I guess the, the, uh, they will sometimes, like not live up to the expectation but yeah. ultimately they have no control over what their transfer fee is right they can now they control their contract right but like some kid like when marcial came to manchester united he didn't necessarily ask to be the most expensive teenager in history yeah whatever yeah so but it's very interesting the summer transfer market is crazy yeah there's also there is nothing more bullshitty than summer transfer rumors in soccer like mm. At least in the NFL or the NBA, very rarely is it like, I think Le- LeBron James could go to the San Antonio Spurs this <laughs> right, summer. Right. Whereas in soccer, fucking every single season, every season since he left Manchester United, right. Cristiano Ronaldo has been linked with Manchester United. Because there's every no, summer. There's no salary cap. Yeah. Well, there's and they, no. There's, they just bullshit. They literally right. will make things up. They're selling stories. Yes. That's clicks. all it is. They're getting clicks. Absolutely. You know. That's all. Just it's like, just so like the funny. rest of us. Please we, click on my podcast. Yes, please. Come on now. Kind if of I start expert. a rumor that Cristiano Ronaldo is going to be on this, will people click? They might use that as <laughs> they might use us as a source. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. That'd be awesome. We we our joke is that we never believe a transfer rumor until the player is holding the jersey, like yeah, saying that's fair. Yeah, because there's so much bullshit. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, you could trust it in in the United States more because you know if someone's like if someone like the LeBron is gonna leave, there's only two places he could potentially go, right. and normally those are are pretty accurate. But um, when does the Premier League start up again? Two weeks from now, I believe. Um, oh, really? that close? Oh, dude, the, so- wow. the, the soccer season they keep is it moving so long. The soccer yeah, it is long. If you go the distance. If like I mean, let not even say the distance. Let's just say a normal team. So like you start at mid August and you go till the beginning of May. Yeah. Then you have if you're a good player, you're playing in an international tournament like the Euros or the World Cup right. or something like that. The Olympics so you, is going the on. The Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, there's gonna be guys that are playing on the Olympics right now that will have to start playing club soccer in two weeks. Good thing you don't have to be that athletic to play yeah. soccer. So I mean like the Premier League starts <laughs> in two weeks. And it is like a super long season. They have maybe three weeks off in the summer, and yeah. then they're right back to preseason, churning it out. Okay, it's what I love about it. It's all all, right. it's like it's like NASCAR. It's always on. Like yes. it, it is never not a fan of NASCAR. No, me but neither. But the, it's just like it is always on. It is always on. <laughs> Fucking every in the time. Summer they're in the north, and in the winter they're in the south. Every time yeah. I turn on ESPN, they're always just like the race for the chase. I'm like, is that all the time? <laughs> Aren't is, they tired? Yeah. Every week is rivalry week. What's happening? Well, that's college football yeah. at this point. But <laughs> Every week. The, uh, Whatever. Um, all right. So it starts in two weeks. It's on ESPN now, right? Uh, still NBC. NBC. When? When? 
I thought ESPN just bought up more of the rights. Or they I'm, bought, I'm mixing that up with hockey. My bad. No, but the ESPN did buy. Um, I think they bu- they'll they'll have La Liga this year. That's I right. Believe, which that's is what I'm thinking. Great. Yeah. Because like I actually don't get to watch much La Liga or right. Fox has the Bundesliga. I'll watch that occasionally, but again, I'm really Premier League. Um, so I'll be excited to see some of those Spanish teams that I don't get to watch very often. Okay, that's pretty fun. Nice. Um, cool. Well, so let's five minutes F one F one. We're not going to explain it. Race. We're going to get right into it. Absolutely. If you're not paying attention, just turn this off at this point, or listen to us and then go watch Drive to Survive on Netflix. Oh yeah, and don't expect um, to learn the ins and outs of F one and Drive to Survive. But no, it is. Well, a- that was the biggest thing. I watched one <laughs> race, and then the commentators are talking. I was like. I don't know shit about this sport. I watched, <laughs> I watched fucking like twelve hours of the thing on Netflix, and I turned it on. I was like, "What is happening? Right? How do I not know this?" It's just like all I know is that Christian. They have Horner, different types of tires. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? I know the pit crew is going to be furious. <laughs> other oh my, than that, yeah, right. I have no idea. <laughs> the dude from Haas is a moron, yeah. but other than it's like, oh, we don't see him at all. Yeah. We don't, like Never. literally, Haas they is could, so irrelevant. They couldn't be more irrelevant. He, I mean. They're fucking 19th and 20th every race. They're it's not terrible. even close. It's terrible. Mick Schumacher has not done anything for them. Except uh, I learned that the um, one of the guys for Haas, his manager is Toto Wolf, the GM of Mercedes. Which guy? I think it's Mick Schumacher. Is it Mick Schumacher? I think his manager is... Um, the the head of Mercedes is his manager. Whoa! And he was just photographed on Instagram standing next to a Mercedes car. So the the rumor is that Botas Botas yeah is going to get Bouch- booted yeah. and Mick Schumacher is going to really going to I thought they were race tr- with Hamilton. I thought they were trying to get that guy from Williams. Yes, that's who I'm thinking of. Sorry, okay. what's his name? Oh, George Russell. Or? George Russell. Yeah, that's what. Yes. Yeah. So George Russell's Russell's manager is Total Wolf. That okay. That I knew. Yeah, I was okay, like right. Mick Schumacher sorry, sorry. was just Michael Schumacher's kid, which yes. is a big deal as well. Right. But, um, but yes. So the yeah Haas irrelevant, Williams irrelevant, except that someone at Williams might go to Mercedes. Yes. Which again, poor Williams. <laughs> So sad. Haas and Williams. Just, I, I feel worse for Williams than I do for Haas because I like that lady more than I like the dude She from wanted Haas. it so bad. She did. She really wanted. And you know she felt such pressure because her dad had built this I great know. thing. They were like this independent company. Yep. And they won. They crushed it in the 80s and 90s and then have just absolute and eaten dick. Yeah. It's, man. I mean, they don't even fin- they don't even fin- they don't even score points. No. I mean, they'll finish the season with like four points. If that, yeah, like That's, it's half the cars will have to blow up on the yeah, uh, on the track for them to bad. score more than ten points in a season. Yes, it's um, yeah, it is funny how wildly unprepared Drive to Survive made me. Oh to yeah. watch a real race, but I kind of enjoyed it because I kind of went into it thinking like, oh, I know what's gonna happen, right. and it was totally new, and I knew the backgrounds. Mm-hmm. I knew, you know. I, I feel like I know Max Verstappen. I feel like I know yep. Lewis Hamilton. Yep. But then watching them race, being able to put their personalities on that and then getting into the strategy, because the strategy is what I like. That's why football is my favorite sport. Oh, sure. Um, just the, the two combined, amazing. Plus, it's a great television. Th- there's no ads. No. Dude, it's, it's just, an hour and a half. It's just like soccer. It's right in the morning. Yes. Just 
Fucking throw it on. There it is. Edit your podcast and throw on F1. And guess what? Why not? What do you got to lose? Guess what time it's. Guess what time it says it starts? Nine. Guess what time it starts? 901. 9.01. <laughs> None of this fucking amazing. coverage starts at 7.30, but uh, it starts on Tuesday. Yeah. Fuck you, America. That makes me mad. It does. That, at this point, I, I accept it for American sports. And I kind of like the buffer of like, well, you know, I can run to the laundromat and get my shit right. before it actually starts. <laughs> right. But um, so before we go, who do who do you have winning either Red Bull or Mercedes? Oh man, See, or like some dark horse if you think you know it's. No, but at this I mean, point, it's a two. I mean, two who's horse in third? Race. Is McLaren in third? It's McLaren in third, but Ferrari has had a couple of good races, so they're kind of like, well, maybe uh, Leclerc can you know pull yeah. out a few wins and like he's kind of the dark horse. Like Vegas might get second him or i feel like lando norris at uh lando could be good yeah. yeah um see i'm torn because as people i feel like i like lewis hamilton more than i like max verstappen He's such a bitch yeah yeah He's such a whiny kid yeah did you shut see, up real quick did you see uh, my friend sent me this did you see uh daniel ricardo he was like on some podcast uh-uh. and they asked him about like the relationship between Christian Horner and Max Verstappen. Was he like, it's like a he was love like, child or something? It's fucking weird, dude. <laughs> like, Christian <laughs> Horner loves Max Verstappen so goddamn much, yeah. which I can't blame him. He's the golden boy. Because his entire job rests yeah. on Max Verstappen being really good. That is very true. But it was still really weird. Um, but I also... And to be fair, Daniel Ricciardo, pretty salty. Yeah, oh. he he was the guy at yeah. Red Bull until Max showed up. Yes. So you know, it's yes. not like this is a dude from fucking Williams talking about no. Horner and uh, Verstappen. He does but, have he yeah. has plenty of reason to want to dispar- say disparaging yes, things. Exactly. Um, but I so don't like Max Verstappen generally as a person. At least the way he was portrayed, I'm not a huge fan. But I also do like not that Red Bull are quote-unquote an underdog i mean before mercedes started winning they won four years in a row with vettel right but because hamilton has won five in a row six and whatever it is i think it'd be fun if somebody else won like i think that would be cool (laughs) yeah maybe lando yes yes (laughs) but i guess you're right of just like it doesn't have to be the devil like i guess not Yeah, I think. I mean, I think it's gonna be uh, before this last race. I was like, oh, I think Red Bull are gonna be fine. Yeah. But I mean, that's the coolest thing about this is that one race you don't finish, you have tire trouble, or fucking you get clipped. Like yeah. that was that was. He, they uh, that were was, so pissed. that was amazing. They were so pissed. I I missed the start of yeah. that race, and I was just watching TikTok. I came I in on thrown lap it on. two, and yeah. I missed. And I was yes, I did the same thing. I got a text from my buddy. He goes, "Well, that was a crazy first lap," and I was like, "Fuck, what yeah. happened?" Got in just in time 9-0-5, to see the nine oh five, and yeah, I already missed the, the most highlight. important thing. Um, but then he had a great race by the rest of it. Yeah. It was great. Oh my god, he had one of the best races of the year. He made up like ten spots, yeah, which is nuts. But um, I really like. I see what you're saying. I kind of want you know if McLaren were to win or even Aston Martin. I'm never going to root for a Ferrari because fuck them. Yeah. But the uh, I just like I feel like the maturity on Verstappen isn't quite there yet mm-hmm. for him to win over such a long season. One yeah. race, if you were like, who's going to win this race, this one singular race, I'm going to bet on Verstappen every time. Sure. 
but I just like what happened this last weekend where he he was like, I am going to fight Lewis Hamilton on this, mm-hmm. and it ended up screwing him. Yeah, that he's just going to keep. He's not quite there over the course of a whole season, I think, to beat Hamilton. And the thing to remember is that if Hamilton didn't burn out, yeah, in that one race. He would be like 30 points ahead of right. Verstappen right now, and it'd be an entirely different conversation. Right. But I think over over the course of this season, from the very little I know and the few podcasts I've listened to on it, <laughs> it seems like to me that it's going to come down to who makes the last mistake. Yeah. And I, I think Verstappen makes that mistake. Yeah. I mean, what's this? What's it right now? Eight points? Something like that. He cut it down I think to... He's, yeah, I think Verstappen's up eight, which really, like... I mean, that's a first place. That's the difference between a first place and a fourth place finish. Right. Like, one bad turn where you go in the gravel for ten, you know, or ten a tenth of a second. Right, however long, yeah. Uh, yeah, could be the difference there, but... Yeah, it's going to be spicy, and there's plenty of time left. I mean, yeah. plenty of time. But I think races. the fact that Red Bull is this threatening is only going it's to good. make for good it's television. Good. I agree. Right. I agree. Matt, where can people see you? Uh, let's see. I generally am at the Grizzly Pair Comedy Club in New York City most nights of the week. Um, I also have a podcast of my own called Youth Group Podcast. Um, we are on wherever you listen to podcasts. We come out every Thursday. Um, and YouTube. And YouTube. Yep. Um, and then uh, Instagram at Batmoman, B-A-T-T-M-O-W-M-A-N. Um, same on with that on Twitter. Um, yeah, that's really it. Very nice. Yeah, well, man. Thank you for coming on. We'll have to do another one, maybe Absolutely. a full F1. Um, or if you think of any other uh, topic you want to talk about, just let me know. For sure, dude. Um, and then, yeah, come see me and uh, Matt. You've done the show before, and Chris Ryder and Keanu and other guests every Monday at Greenwich Village Comedy Club. And come see me uh, at Three Monkeys. I'm doing like five sets a week there so just check my instagram i'll, I'll yeah. post when those are growing up but this was fun dude thanks Absolutely, for doing man. it man talk for to sure. you later cheers